Folks, that was a fantastic game. That was a fantastic win. Stephen Curry is still at the peak of his powers. Jonathan Kaminga is further cementing himself as an inside dominant force. This was beautiful. Seal of approval from yours truly. We're going to break down the Warriors finishing up a five-game road trip, four and one. But of all the games, this one was easily the most impressive because the Indiana Pacers are a damn good team. But the Warriors just might be better. We're going to break it all down next. This. Oh, yeah, and the trade deadline ended today, too. We'll touch on that a little bit as well. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. That's where all of our live shows are exclusively held. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Threads at Dog Wild. You can follow the program on Threads as well at Locked On Warriors, folks. This was a fantastic evening of Golden State Warriors basketball. If you're a fan of the Warriors, you have to love what you saw tonight. This was a test, and the Warriors flew or passed with flying colors. Stephen Curry, of course, led the way. Let's start with him because he had an unbelievable game. Uh, Just two nights, or just one night, I'm sorry. This was the second half of a back-to-back. Just one night after putting up nine points, he responded by having his first career game where he hit his first seven three-point attempts. Uh, after number six, with about two or three minutes remaining, Steve Kerr pulled him. That was a little, uh, a bit of a, an odd move. Uh, Stephen Curry uh, can can play an entire quarter. He can handle playing 12 straight minutes. I was a little baffled by that decision. Thankfully, Stephen Curry came back in the second quarter and then hit number seven. And he finished the game with 11 three-point makes the 13th time in his career that Stephen Curry has done so he was lights out this was when you talk about the 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 positives of this game and there were a lot of them we're going to try to break down as many of those as possible I mean folks it has to start with Stephen Curry he played 30 minutes tonight the numbers whether it's efficiency whether it's just pure dominance 42 points for Stephen Curry who turns 36 next month 15 of 22 from the field. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 11 of 16 from beyond the arc. That's damn good. Oh, oh, I just saw a stat, though, that makes me kind of take back everything. He was just one of two from the free throw line. Okay, so maybe he wasn't that good. Um, yeah, Seth didn't have a great game. I'm sorry. I was sitting, I'm sitting here hyping him up, you know, but one of two from the free throw line. That's only 50%. My, I'm kidding. Um, you know, two turnovers, which for by by Stephen Curry standards are fantastic. He was just unbelievable. This was a vintage Stephen Curry performance uh, in a night where a lot of people had their eyes on the point guard matchup of Stephen Curry versus Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton finished this game with only five points. He did have eleven assists, but uh, Stephen Curry easily winning that duel. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, at least I'm seeing the chatter right now on social media, 
are going to talk about the fact that Clay Thompson did not play in this game tonight. Uh, Clay, happy birthday, by the way. Today is his birthday. If you follow me on threads, I posted a video last night of uh, Clay posting um, uh, on his own Instagram account as a story. I'm sorry, I got like a hair in my eye or something. Um, uh, it was, it's a clip of the team on a flight uh, going from Philly to uh, Indianapolis where Draymond Green, I don't know if he was hazing the rookies or who knows what was going on, but uh, the, the, the part of this video that amused me the most was you could see on this table all these stacks of cash indicating all the card slash dice games that the, that the players uh, routinely involve themselves with during travels and otherwise, just in locker rooms in general. Uh, but it had Brandon Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis singing a version of Happy Birthday to Clay Thompson. But Clay didn't play today. He was ruled out because of illness. This is a he was he missed another game, I thought, fairly recently because of illness as well. I don't know if uh, I forgot what the nickname is for an illness because of a hangover. I don't know if he was hungover. Who knows? But Stephen Curry missing tonight's game. And, you know, some people are going to say that, you know, tonight's performance was in part because Clay wasn't there. Um, I'm not going to go that far. But I will say this. On a day when the trade deadline passed and the Warriors made one move, they traded Corey Joseph. Awesome. Uh, he Corey Joseph not only did not have a place on this roster or team, no offense. So nothing I say here is personal. But um, there are just far better players on this team. And we haven't seen Corey Joseph play in a couple weeks now. Uh, which tells me that this trade was planned, that they were going to move him regardless. Uh, but Lester Quinones has done such a phenomenal job of finally getting an opportunity to play, and um, and he's delivering. Um, but the clay, but but clay wasn't moved. I don't, you know, you know, we've said this here, and I'm sure you've heard it other places. No one was going to. The Warriors were not going to trade uh, Clay Thompson. He's too revered in this organization, regardless of his struggles this season, um, his regression. Uh, if Clay's going to leave, it's going to be this summer on by his own volition. Um, you know, he said just the other day he doesn't want to leave. He wants to finish his career uh, as a member of the Golden State Warriors. Again, the dude is going to get a statue for being an in integral part of this dynasty. Um, and again, my personal request, if you're going to make the statue and it's not an if, rather when, also add a statue of Rocco, please. Uh, you know, ha have his little buddy sitting there right next to him. But that statue of Clay is going to be outside Chase Center. Uh, his legacy is cemented. Um, but one thing I did take from this game, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in terms of Clay Thompson not being there. Now, I'm of the belief, and look, this is an opinion based on my observation skills and, you know, covering this team for 20 something years now. Um, three years as the host of Locked On Warriors, the last six between this and, and the Rick Barry show. Uh, my conclusion is this team can do great things if it's a e it's an either or proposition when it comes to Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. What I mean by that is I is that I don't know if this team is going to be a legitimate championship contender if your 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 five man lineup at the end of a game the lineup that's you're closing it out with. I don't know if you're going to be pulling off these kinds of performances if you have Clay and Wiggins. If it's an either-or proposition, and then that fifth spot can go to Brandon Pajemski, uh, you know, it can go to Dario Saric. It, it just really depends on matchups. It depends on 
who's rolling. It depends on, you know, which, you know, Gary Payne, the second is going to come back soon. Maybe you, you're going to want an extra, you know, elite defender out there. Um, you know, maybe you're going to need size. And even though Kevon Looney has been phased out of this rotation, I, maybe that's a bad example, but the point is, um, I don't know if the Warriors are a championship level elite team with Clay and Wiggins on the floor together. And, and the reason why is because both those players have not shown the consistency needed and, and that they used to be consi consistent at, sorry for the redundancy, um, in years past. Uh, Andrew Wiggins clearly is not consistent offensively. Tonight, for example, uh, in 26 minutes of play, 11 points, you know, that's that's good. It's not great. It's okay. Uh, he did shoot 50% from the field. Um, he had his moments defensively. He did guard uh, Tyrese Halliburton at times. And, and Wiggins is a better defender at this point than Klay Thompson, clearly. But Klay Thompson is clearly a better offensive player. So in my humble opinion, this team will thrive this year if it's an either-or proposition. But when you have Klay and Wiggins on the floor together, you're, you're, other teams are finding mismatches. Other teams are taking advantage of that. And you don't have a five-man lineup out there that's going to dominate like we saw tonight. There just is not enough athleticism. There just is not enough consistency. Um, but as we saw tonight, if it's one or the other, and tonight's case being Andrew Wiggins, um, great, you know, sign me up. Uh, you know, and and uh, Dr. Ill in the chat writes, I think Clay should come off the bench. He could probably kill second unit defenses from three, and he doesn't have to guard starting scorers. Great point. And as, uh, you know, Greg Popovich, the legendary head coach, said... If Manu Ginobili can come off the bench, anybody can, and I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. Coach is right. So but th that's that's what I'm gathering from this. I You know, that that's from this season. We're about two-thirds of the way through it now, or at least approaching that. Maybe three-fifths is more accurate. But, um, you know, Clay not there tonight. Wiggins doing an okay job offensively. Um, I also have some stats from Wiggins defensively uh, because when it comes to, to judging a player's defense, there's really only one measurable you can rely on to accurately assess a player on the defensive side of the ball, and those are matchup stats. Um, defensive rating is an incredibly flawed statistic. Uh, to put it in perspective for you, Stephen Curry, I think last year, led all guards in the NBA in defensive rating. Look, I, I've never criticized Stephen Curry's defense I think he's grossly underrated as a defender, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you of all guards, not just point guards, shooting guards. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the best defensive play, defensive guard in the entire NBA. That's what defensive rating will tell you. It's a highly subjective stat. I personally never rely on it. Um, so, but regardless, when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, um, I did a breakdown of his numbers uh, defensively, and I'm going to share that with you in just a moment. The, the long story short is if Wiggins is defending guards, he can hold his own. Uh, he has not, it, it, there is not a liability there, uh, you know, but he has struggled mightily this season when it comes to guarding forwards. And we all know Clay struggles defensively. Clay is, is, has become this weird like paradox defensively where he, he can't guard uh, other guards because of a lack of lateral movement and foot speed. He doesn't have that anymore. Not his fault. He suffered two horrible injuries. Um, but then at the same time, when he tries to defend bigger players, uh, he also gets exposed. He's not strong enough to, to handle the load there. Um, and Wiggins is, is showing something similar. So, so long story short, when you have Clay and Wiggins on the floor together, 
you have two players, uh, at least one of them who can guard guards. The other one can really guard anyone, and that's Clay. But Clay offensively still does deliver, even though tonight they showed they don't need that. Uh, so the point is, from what I'm seeing here, if it's either Clay or Wiggins, this team can dominate. This team can can compete with the best of them, and they got a huge test in a couple days when they take on the Phoenix Suns at home. Uh, that is this Saturday at 5.30 p.m. I wonder if that's an ABC nationally televised game. Um, that's going to be a huge test for where they are. I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, what, what the appearance is there, uh, you know, what which Warriors team shows up there. But regardless, man, 4-1 and one on this road trip. Granted, again, four of the five teams, you know, average at best, some are mediocre. But tonight, that was a damn, damn fine performance. Uh, Stephen Curry and Jonathan Kaminga, the highest scoring duo in the NBA over the last month. I mentioned that stat yesterday and tonight combined 60 points. Uh, they combined, they shot 63% from the field, um, 11 combined three pointers, although all of those were Stephen Curry. That's just, I think I got this from the Kaminga Muse account. Uh, so again, a fantastic performance for the Golden State Warriors. They dominated they dominated this game from beginning to end. Final score, 131-109. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about this victory. A hell of a game uh, for the Golden State Warriors, who are now just one game under 500, uh, trying to claw their way back into that play-in uh, position, which I believe the Utah Jazz right now hold the lead over them. Um, this was a feel-good win. This was a really, really beautiful game for the Golden State Warriors. Um, so we're going to talk a lot more after we give some love to our sponsors. And first up on the agenda is, who is the first up? It is, let's give some love to eBay Motors, which is an unbelievable resource uh, for auto parts. Look, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you're always finding exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. We got the Super Bowl coming up, folks. And whether it's the NBA, whether it's football, whatever the sport is, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. They got you covered in states like California where traditional sports gambling is still illegal. Prize Picks is legal here, folks. And it's all about whether or not individuals are, let's say, scoring more or less than certain amounts, whether individuals are grabbing more or less than certain rebounds, uh, whether Brock Purdy is going to throw more or less than a certain number of touchdown passes. That's the entire premise of Prize Picks. And it's super fun. I, I've you know offered this before, and I'll offer it almost every time I remember to mention it in, a, in an ad read. If you ever want my personal uh, picks, again, uh, back when Prize Picks started sponsoring us about two years ago, they gave every host I think a hundred dollars in in, uh, in promotional cash 
uh, to kind of test it out, right? Just just so that every one of us who are endorsing this have actually tried it and we could give a, a personal testimony. And I immediately loved it. And I've never once had to put money in because if you're a junkie like me who just watches hoops religiously, um, you're going to win. And if you ever want my pointers, DM me on Instagram, same handle as my threads, at dogwild. It's super easy. And uh, they wanted me to mention as well, it's demon time on price picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks, meaning you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at price picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, one more time, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. The trade deadline show has passed and it happened today. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Basketball on YouTube so you don't miss Josh Lloyd breaking down every NBA trade with analysis and insight you can only get from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Real fast, going through a few other numbers today. One thing uh, that a stat I saw um, during the game, which really stuck out to me, and I have this on my phone right now, sorry to, to look at my phone during a live broadcast, but since January 12th, and today's date, as we're recording, this is February 8th. So we're talking almost a year, or a year, almost a month. When we look at most points in the paint, and this is a statistic that the Golden State Warriors were struggling with early in the season. Uh, I haven't looked at the, the, the numbers lately in terms of where they are uh, in relation to every other team in the NBA in terms of the ranking. But they were dead last for a long time. I don't know if they're still dead last in points in the paint. But it's a category they were getting killed in night after night. And that's changed. That has been reversed in recent weeks and months. Uh, in tonight's game, for example, the Warriors won the points in the paint battle 64 to 44. Now, a huge reason for that is one Jonathan Kaminga, the second youngest player on the Warriors uh, by a few months. The youngest is Brandon Pajemski. So when you talk about Kaminga in the big picture, he really is like a rookie. I mean, Brandon Pajemski is literally a rookie. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, while technically now in his third year, again, he's the same age as Pajemski. They're three year, they're, they're three months apart in age. The kid is young. He's emerging as a force. Uh, there was there was a couple of drives tonight where you could just see in Pascal Siakam's face, whoa, like, like I, he's so fast and so strong that attempts to block him are futile. And when it comes to points in the paint over the last month, Giannis Antetokounmpo leads the NBA in, in points in the paint, and rightfully so. He's averaging 20.7 points per game. Nikola Jokic, second in the NBA in the last month in points in the paint, averaging 18.2 points per, per, per a game in the paint. Zion Williamson is third. Jalen Brunson, a little surprisingly, is fourth. He's got a fantastic inside-outside game. Uh, Alperin Sengun is fifth. Uh, 
And then sixth, Jonathan Kaminga. Since January 12th, we're talking nearly a month now, Jonathan Kaminga averages 15.1 points per game in the paint. That is sixth in the NBA. That's impressive. Just absorb that for a second. Kaminga for the game tonight. I've lost track of how many consecutive games he scored 10 plus points. Uh, just because, again, it's 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 he does it every night. Uh, we he had a streak there for of eight straight games with 20 plus. Uh, he just missed that mark tonight. But Kaminga in 33 minutes of play, nine of 16 from the field, finishes the game with 18 points, second on the team in plus minus with 20. The only player ahead of him, Brandon Pajemski. Finishes the game again with 18 points, four assists, two rebounds, two blocks. One of those blocks, Maron. I'm sure you folks remember that if you watch this game from beginning to end. Kaminga's block was so ferocious that the rim and backboard on the other side was was shaking for for a good five, ten seconds. Uh, 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 Klena Azubuki, uh, the color commentator for local uh, Warriors broadcast, was commenting on that, how how the rim was still shaking, and they probably would have had to take a pause in action going back the other direction if the Warriors had turned it over or, or you know, put up a shot too soon. He is, man, I mean, look, we've been advocating uh, for coming on this show for since his rookie year, basically. Um, but, you know, you know, you've heard me gripe plenty of times for a long time. Uh, when he wasn't getting minutes, when he wasn't getting a run, Kaminga infamously, you know, publicly called out Kerr for the lack of faith. And, you know, we hasn't said anything since. Uh, and this is just awesome. This is absolutely awesome. Jonathan Kaminga, there's really no doubt remaining. He is the second best player on this team. And it's not just the offense. I mean, he's routinely defending opposing players, uh, opposing team's best players. Uh, he wasn't guarding um, uh, tonight. He wasn't guarding. Uh, what's his name? Jeez, uh, I'm sorry for the for the brain fart there. Uh, Halliburton. But he was guarding another fantastic Pacers player uh, in Aaron Nesmith. And he was doing a phenomenal job. Nesmith finished with just 13 points in this game. So kudos to Jonathan Kaminga, man. That was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, <laughs> and Joe, you're absolutely right. He's passing well now. He's setting up his teammates um so bravo bravo and kev f you're absolutely right nice to see everyone come around to kaminga um oh and he also added a little dig at clay thompson everyone's seeing clay for what he finally is again i the, the clay thompson thing it's not hate okay like he's look clay thompson is a future hall of famer clay thompson is going to get a statue built outside of chase center he's just at a point in his career where he's not the same guy and it, and it's nice knowing that he has self-awareness based on his comments the other day in regards to that, but um, at least again, from my personal perspective, this team can thrive if it's an either or with those two players. Like if if if, if Wiggins and Clay are not sharing time together on the court, great things could happen. It's when both those players are on the court together that I personally uh, take a lot of pause. Um, and we're going to talk about Wiggins real fast, and we're going to talk about the trade deadline because Corey Joseph was traded. I do want to break that down. That down. Really fast. Uh, Got to give some love first uh, to our final sponsor of the evening. And that is your source for tickets. And that's Game Time. Phenomenal resource for tickets, by the way. And Game Time is all about making sure you get the best seats to any event you want to go to, whether it's a concert, whether it's uh, a sporting event. 
you're going to need tickets. And sometimes you might have to buy tickets last minute. And game time is absolutely clutch in that department. Um, you know, sometimes you want to know how your seats are going to look. Game time provides a, a beautiful imagery of what it's going to look like from your seat by using their app or their website. And maybe the best part, their low price guarantee. Literally, you buy tickets from game time and you happen to find another ticket broker selling seats in the same section and row for a lower price, game time will refund the difference. You shouldn't have to worry to buy tickets for the next big event. Game time's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, co oh, comedy as well, theater, with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and again, their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One final segment here of Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, uh, we'll be back at this very soon. Uh, at the latest, you always know we got post-game coverage for you, and the Warriors are back at it. This road trip is over. They get one game at home against the Phoenix on Saturday. Again, a massively huge test. We will have your Saturday night live coverage uh, there for you. Then they go on the road to Utah, and then they come back home again to play the L.A. Clippers, another huge matchup, and then it's the All-Star break. And during the All-Star break, I'm going to try to get Mark Jones on the program. I'm going to try to get Rick Buecher on the program. There's this, uh, a famous musician I'm also going to bring on as a guest uh, whose name is – let me find it right here. I just had it a second ago. Um Dude, where'd he go? Uh, oh, here it is. It's right here. Um, his name is Valley, and he's a huge Warriors fan. He's got a massive following. I'm personally not familiar with his music, but he's a Warriors fan. He loves the team. He's got a huge fan base of his own. Let's bring him on and have a good time. So we're going to be good doing that and so much more. We also, uh, if we can pull it off, we're going to bring on the program one of uh, Brandon Pajemski's assistant coaches from Santa Clara, uh, who was a huge reason for the Warriors drafting him in the first place. So it should be a lot of fun. By the way, my partner in crime in all this, uh, Kylan Mills, is, is, I believe, broadcasting right now Caitlin Clark's Iowa game against Penn State. So kudos to Kylan. Didn't get a chance to talk about that uh, on the show last night, but bravo. Now, Raphael Luna, you're absolutely right. Corey Joseph is out. And the Warriors clearly knew this was going on. It is no coincidence that... We didn't see Corey Joseph play for weeks. Uh, Lester Quinones finally started getting a run, and then Corey Joseph naturally gets traded. Uh, now, he got traded to uh, to the Indiana Pacers. Um, the Warriors also shipped out uh, the second-round pick that had, all, that had these weird protections on it uh, that, that I think partly belonged to the Wizards. Some of these protections and trades are really complicated. And so they, they, they traded that second-round pick for a, a different second-round pick, they also shipped out close to $6 million in cash uh, to the Indiana Pacers. Um, this was courtesy of my locked-on colleague, 
Uh, Tony Eason, I believe is his last name. He hosts the Locked On Pacers show. He reported this earlier today. So um, the, the move was partly to save money because Corey Joseph, uh, whatever amount he was pulling in for the vet minimum, which I believe was close to $3 million, you multiply that times almost eight. And that reflects how much the Warriors were actually spending when you consider they're in the second apron of the luxury tax penalty. So shipping out $6 million, uh, it still saved the, the Warriors probably seven, eight million in cash, which is really bizarre. Um, yes, yeah, Steve, Steve White, you're absolutely right. Six million in cash. That's a lot of money. And they just sent that to the Pacers as part of this deal. So the Warriors did get back a second round pick in the process, but clearly this was a move just to get them off the books. It eliminates a crutch for Steve Kerr. I mean, the frustration was real in terms of seeing him get all those minutes. Now, one player who... <laughs> Uh, uh, Edward DeMesa writes, Corey Joseph tribute video. Yeah, that's absolutely coming up. He's going to get a statue, no doubt. Um, and, and John Holmes, you are so correct. Guy Santo, I mean, uh, well, yes. Guy, I was going to say Lester Quinones has absolutely filled in. He's the future and the present. But John, you're absolutely right, man. Guy Santos had a great game tonight too. Uh, real fast, uh, Guy, who played almost 21 minutes was five of eight from the field, a perfect two of two from beyond the arc, finished the game with 13 points and eight rebounds. The future is bright, my friends. I, I am so ecstatic about what's to come in the years ahead for this Golden State Warriors squad. Uh, another one of those players is Brandon Pajemski, uh, who played 34 minutes or just shy of that. Uh, not a big night statistically, nine points, uh, seven assists, seven rebounds, but he did lead the team in net rating with a plus 23. Now, even though the Warriors didn't pull off like a huge move today, um, the buyout market could be interesting. And there's one particular player in the buyout market um, that I'm really potentially excited for. The Utah Jazz made a trade with the Toronto Raptors uh, where they sent Kelly Olynyk to the Raptors. Um, and and I, honestly, I think what they got back was a first-round pick. There were other players involved in the swap. But one of the players that the Jazz acquired from the Raptors is former Golden State Warrior Otto Porter Jr. There are a lot of reports out there saying that OPJ is going to be released. He's going to get bought out. He's already going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season. Um, I, now, why the Jazz would do that, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I to me, Otto Porter Jr. I believe is thirty years old. He's healthy. He hasn't played since December, largely because the Toronto Raptors um, have been preserving him. They didn't want him to get hurt uh, before any deals were made. And he's available. He might be available. And, um, you know, Joe writes, for example, OPJ seems washed. But, I mean, again, the Warriors have a magical touch when it comes to reclamation projects. And what we saw from him, I mean, he was so vitally important to the Warriors winning that championship. He brings you size. He knows Steve Kerr's system. He is an excellent three-point shooter. I believe career-wise, he's just shy of 40%. So if Otto Porter Jr. somehow becomes available, sign me up. That would be, the, in my humble opinion, the perfect piece to round this out. Um, Milo, uh, Milo Doctor, I believe, Milo DR writes that Robin Lopez, who's also going to be available in the buyout market, the Kings traded for him. Um, and then they're expecting to release him. The only hesitation I have with Robin Lopez is, do you really think Steve Kerr is going to play him? I like Robin Lopez. I would be stoked uh, to have him on my team. I still think he's serviceable. But again, Steve Kerr. So um, anyways, uh, yeah. So, but, but, but if Otto Porter Jr. is in the mix, 
I'm stoked. <laughs> Ken Mama writes, uh, how do you think Chris Paul, when he comes back, is going to mess up the rotations? I hope he doesn't mess it up at all. Um, you know, and the Warriors have two more players coming back. It isn't just uh, Chris Paul. It's also Gary Payton the second. They don't bring size, but they do bring defense and they do bring smarts. Um, so we'll see how Steve Kerr handles that. But regardless, this game tonight was fantastic, folks. This was a beautiful performance. And what you see is what you're going to get for the rest of the season. So all the griping, I really wanted Wiggins traded. I've not uh, been shy about that or kept that a secret. His numbers, by the way, real fast um, defensively. Uh, let me, oh shoot. I thought I just had it and I closed the damn window. Um, man, uh, but but I, I, I did a lot of research on, oh, here we go. Here it is. I did a lot of research on Wiggins. So players Wiggins defends. Just to, this is about as accurate of a picture you can find when it comes to defense. Players Wiggins defends shoot 49% on him this year. That's a high number. They're basically shooting 50%. Now, three-point shooting, opposing players shoot 38% when Wiggins is guarding them. That's still a high number. It's not horrible, but it's definitely not great. Wiggins has forced 42 turnovers on this year, but he's also given up 56. So he's forcing uh, one turnover per game defensively, and then he gives up 1.4 now, which is not good. Um, 48 players this year have shot a perfect 100% guarded by Wiggins. Um, now, 13 of those had two or more field goal attempts. Now, he defends guards more effectively than forwards. Guards shoot 44.2% when they're guarded by Wiggins. Forwards shoot 49.6. Guards shoot 34.1% from three-point range when guarded by Wiggins. Forwards shoot 41%. Now, the league average uh, for shooters in terms of guards is 45%. So he's doing okay guard-wise. I saw someone in the chat mention he defended Tyrese Maxey the other night, who was sick. Um, but Wiggins did a good job defending him. He guarded Halliburton tonight, did a good job. But forwards are a total different story. And that begs the question, what do we need Wiggins for? Not to defend guards. I and mean, we're about to get Gary Payne the second back. Chris Paul's coming back. Uh, you know, but the forwards thing is an issue. Forwards shoot 49.6% when guarded by Wiggins. They shoot 40.8% from deep. The league average for forwards is 47% and 36% from deep. So that's where his defense is an issue. And that's about the, 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 the best data you can get to analyze a player's defense are those matchup numbers so um anyways what regardless he's with the team i just hope that steve kerr balances him and clay out and that's the show great win folks that was beautiful have a great night everyone Bye bye